Welcome to the Career Confidence Podcast, the podcast for millennial corporate women wanting more from their career than climbing the corporate ladder. I'm your host, Maria Duca, a career coach helping you navigate your career with clarity and confidence. In this podcast, we don't shy away from having real conversations about topics that matter to us driven AF go-getters. From manifesting your dream career, negotiating the salary you deserve, creating your personal brand, knowing when it's time to pivot. We cover these topics and so much more. You ready? Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. I hope that you're having a wonderful week so far. So it is nearly end of financial year, which means it's performance review time. Now, I know that a lot of you and myself included sometimes can feel that performance reviews are overwhelming and scary and, you know, like we're being judged. But in today's episode, I want to change or help change the way you think about performance reviews and dare I say make them a little bit more exciting for you because they don't have to be scary and they don't have to be overwhelming and if anything it's a really great opportunity to one reflect on all your achievements and two set intentional goals for the next year of your career and of your current role. So let's dive straight into it. Now, my first tip is all about reflecting on the past year, on the projects that you've worked, your key achievements, how you moved the needle forward for the organization that you worked for. Now, a lot of us probably don't keep a record of our key achievements and don't regularly reflect on our key achievements. And so when it comes to performance review time, we're scrambling, trying to, you know, go through all of our emails and have a look at what we did in the past year, because I know I've been there where it comes to performance review time and I'm like, what did I even work on this past year? Now, a great way to avoid that overwhelm is to set quarterly goals. And I've actually prepared a quarterly goal setting template, which I've linked to the show notes. So you're welcome. That will help you set your quarterly goals from here on out. And the reason why I love quarterly goals is because you break down the bigger goals into smaller bite-sized pieces and you're constantly moving forward rather than feeling like, what am I even doing? What am I even achieving? I have no direction and all of that. So quarterly goals are great in keeping you accountable and helping you then when it comes to performance review time, reflect on the goals that you set for yourself. So it just makes the whole process a little bit more intentional. So if you haven't set quarterly goals before, that is okay. I will work on the basis that You haven't kept track of your goals and that you have to go through your emails. So we'll go through that process because I know that that is probably the bucket that a lot of us will land in. And there's no guilt around that because life gets busy, work gets busy. I get it. So a way to help you reflect on your key achievements is to one, go through your emails of the past year and just reflect and remind yourself on what you worked on. 
If there's another way that you can track this, so for example, if you have a project management system like Asana or you have a online workflow cloud that you upload all your work on, that is also another great way to reflect on what you did and what you achieved. So whatever way you record your work, have a look at what you've worked on, all the projects, and also when it comes to your emails, pull out complimentary emails. So pull out any emails where you've done a great job for a client or you got a compliment from your boss, they're really great emails to store anything. And as a tip moving forward, create an inbox in your Outlook that's called something like complimentary or praises or whatever you want to call it. And I know it sounds a bit, you know, self-absorbing, but it's not because it will help you moving forward when it comes to performance review time. And that way you can save all your complimentary emails in there. Look at it like testimonials of your work, right? So if you're running your own business, you want to get testimonials so then you can get more clients and more work. So look at it that way rather than this whole self-absorbing practice, which it's not. So once you've had this opportunity to go through past emails, to go through your project management platforms, and now you're clear on what you worked on, you're going to create a table. So whether that's a Word document and you create a table in there or a Excel spreadsheet, you work with whatever works best for you. So you'll create a table and you will have in the left column. So the first column will be the list of projects or, you know, the list of work that you've worked on in the past financial year. So you'll have that list in the middle. So the middle column, you will have a column called contribution. So in this column, you'll write in how did you contribute to the success of this project? Okay. The last column, the third column, the right-hand side is called the value add column. And in here you will write, how did you move the needle forward in the organization? So let's just recap that quickly. So you'll create a table. The first column will be list of projects that you worked on in the past financial year. The middle column is about contribution. So how did you contribute to the success of this project. For example, did you onboard a new program in your workplace? So how did you contribute to that? Did you liaise with the software development company? Did you organize with internal stakeholders regarding what's required in terms of the business needs? So that's the contributions. And then the final one, the value add column, is about how did you move the needle forward in the organization? So in other words, how did you bring success into the organization through your contributions in this project? Or if it's a personal achievement, what personal achievement did you create out of this contribution within this project? So this is a great way to prepare for a performance review because you are now getting really clear on what you worked on, your key achievements and how those key achievements has helped the organization and the team. And this table that you create will help you when you are communicating this to your manager. 
And it's important to be clear and intentional around this rather than going into a performance review meeting and not knowing what you've worked on and not knowing how you actually added value or thinking, and this is what a lot of us can tend to think, oh, they should just know what I've achieved. They should just know what I, you know, what successes I brought to the company and X, Y, and Z. So, but they don't. The thing is, everyone is busy, your manager's busy, and you need to make it easy for them and clear for yourself as well by doing this reflection piece and writing it all down in this table. Okay, so that's that tip. Now you're going to think about your goals for the next year, for the next financial year. What do you want to achieve in your role? Where do you want to be? So this is really important and you can use the goal setting template that I've provided in the show notes to help you map out your quarterly goals. And it's good to do them quarter by quarter. So you don't have to map out the whole year, but at least if you think about your goals for the next quarter, that will then help you get intentional around your overarching goal for the next year. Where do you see yourself in this role? Do you want to move up or do you want to change your role in some way? Do you want to add a particular skill set to what you already bring to the team? Do you want to, you know, do a course or something that will help you up level in some way? So really think about your goals and what it is that you want to achieve in this role. The second part of goal setting and especially before you prepare and go into a performance review is thinking about how can your manager support you in achieving that goal. And it's important to think about this before you go into performance review because your manager will want to help support you. They would want to see you succeed and they'll want to know how they can help you get there. So having this prepared in advance will be much easier when it comes to having that conversation with your manager for them and for yourself. So be clear about what you require from them. Is it a question around can they finance a specific course that you want to do so you can upskill, up level? Do you want to change your role in some way? How can they put the case forward to the executive team? So really think about how your manager can help you and what you require from them so that then they know exactly what steps they need to take in helping you achieve your goals. Now, the third tip I have is around salary. So we kind of think and, you know, we think performance review is is synonymous with pay rise and that's where we kind of draw the line. But performance reviews are more than just about your salary. Of course, we all want a pay rise. We all want to be paid in a way that reflects the work that we do. 100%. That is what we all want right? But performance reviews are not just about salaries. They're they're bigger than that. And that is why I started off this podcast episode by talking about reviewing the projects that you've done, how you've contributed, what value you added to the company, thinking about your goals for next year and what you want to achieve. Because your role is more than just what you get paid. However, now we'll talk about the salary aspect. So it's no secret that in performance review time, that is your opportunity to also ask for a pay rise. So it's important to go into a performance review knowing 
what salary you want to ask for. So do your market research in your specific industry. A great way to do this is through LinkedIn. So LinkedIn has a great resource where you can do market research in relation to your role in a specific industry. And the way you do this, you go into LinkedIn, you go into the job section, you then click on the salary section, and then you type in your job title or companies, you put in your location, and you'll then see what comes up for that. So that's a really great way. I also know that different industries also have salary guides that they release before the end of financial year. So I highly recommend signing up for those and having a look. So for example, like Hayes salary guide. So have a look at what the market is offering for your role, but also go back to your key achievements that we identified in the first part of this episode, because you can't just ask for a salary increase if you're not doing anything that's really adding value to the company. I know it sounds blunt, but that's just the way it is. A salary increase has to be evidenced and backed by actual value that you've brought to the organization. And that is exactly why I started this episode by talking about what you've achieved, how you've moved the needle forward for the company, because that's exactly what they want to see and hear. So they can then provide you with that salary increase that reflects the value that you bring to the company. So that's really, really important. Now, if there is no capacity for a salary increase, and look, I know a lot of companies at the moment and, you know, businesses in general have been struggling. There's, you know, a lot going on. So if there is no capacity for a salary increase, then think about other benefits that you want that are not monetary, but something that will help improve your lifestyle, you know, that will benefit you in a different way because not everything is about money. Like money is great, but also having a good life and your job supporting your lifestyle is also a wonderful thing. So think about other things that you might want. Is it working flexibly, working part-time? You know, I mentioned before, is there a course that you want to do that will help you upskill? So think about other ways that you could benefit that are outside of a salary increase. Now, of course, we want to go for the salary increase and I highly recommend that you ask for a pay rise, especially if you can back that up with your key achievements and value add, but also have a think about other ways that you can benefit from your employment relationship outside of a salary increase. So there you have it. They're my top three tips. So just to summarize, the first one is all about getting clear on the projects that you've worked on and creating a list of those projects, how you've contributed to them, what value you brought for the company or your team, and then thinking about setting your goals for the next year and in particular setting up your goals quarterly so that they are more attainable achievable and so that it keeps you accountable as well to achieve those goals and that will also then help you next year when you are reflecting for performance review time it makes it yeah just so much simpler for you rather than having to go through all your emails to see what you've worked on 
And then the final part was doing your market research around salary. And if there isn't any capacity for salary increase, thinking about what other benefits you would like out of your role. So that is what I wanted to talk to you about today. And I hope that this episode has made you feel a little bit more intentional around going into your performance review and also excited because it's an opportunity to have a conversation around what it is that you want so then you can craft your role in a way that feels purposeful for you and so that you can feel fulfilled at work. Also, I didn't mention this part, but this is also important to raise and remember too, is if there's something that's not working for you, if there's something that you really want addressed, then definitely bring that up as well. I'm a big believer in consistent communication and open communication with your manager and your team. So if there has been something that's bothering you or something's not working, then it's important to raise that when that's happening rather than bottling it up and holding back until performance review time. But if it's something that has recently happened before performance review time or something that's consistently happening despite you mentioning that thing, then it's a great time to have that focused, intentional conversation around what's not working and also thinking about and suggesting solutions around that because you don't want to come with a problem and then just leave it at that. You want to have thought about some potential solutions around what it is that you would like to achieve out of that conversation. So that's really important to think about too. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will chat to you next week. Thanks for tuning into the Career Confidence Podcast. Like what you learned today? Why not share this episode with your work bestie and leave us a five-star review on wherever you listen to your podcast on. We'd absolutely love to get into more ears and help more women just like you build fulfilling and thriving careers. Until next time.